Hi, this is the Pilgrim Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pure Living Family Podcast. Um, Angela has taken on a bunch of episodes, and today I come back to talk about men's health, and I bring my new friend, uh, Joe Spearden. Um, Joe and I met at a men's group, and we're going to talk all about that story here in just a second. But Joe, welcome to the podcast, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, brother. Glad to be here. Well, uh, just give a little background context. Um, some of the listeners follow me on Instagram, and I've been to a few of the Utah Men's Group events now, um, which have been awesome. The first one I attended, we probably had, what, 15 people there that we were inside that small place up in Sugar House. Um, and then the last one I just went to had about 73, right? Right, Yeah. <laughs> So um, I, we were gone in Mexico uh, for five weeks. So I missed, I think, two of them between that time. But why don't you tell us that story of, like, how did this Utah men's group come to be? You're obviously the, the father of this program. So tell us your story. Yeah. Um, so it started back in 2020 when I think – Everyone had a little bit of a kind of midlife crisis, whether we, we identified it as the middle of our life or not. But for me, uh, as I was turning 40 that year um, and everything that kind of COVID threw us into as a society, um, existentially, religiously, had a lot of different stuff coming together. And I, I found a group, I was introduced to a group called Sacred Sons. Uh, Sacred Sons is a men's group. They, they don't operate out of any particular location, but they had an event that they were doing in October of that year in California. And I went to this group very reluctantly on my own, recognizing that it was going to make me, make me very uncomfortable, but that I probably needed to be uncomfortable. And I went to this group and didn't feel like I fit, fit the demographic at all. But it was a life-changing experience. Uh, these these men met me, held space for me, let me express myself and reveal myself in ways that I'd really never done before with a group of men. And as I experienced this with them, in in really this first moment for myself, the one thing that I said was, "I don't know how to take this home." Uh, because I was, I was the only one in Utah or from Utah that was there. And they just, they didn't have a lot of people that fit what I believe to be my demographic. Um, and I didn't really know what to do, but I was invited by the brothers there to start exploring leadership roles with them and to start kind of creating these, these circles, these gatherings in Utah. Uh, so in December of 2020, a couple months later, I, I put on my own Instagram page. I said, Hey, we're going to do a get together here. Um, we're going to talk about real things. We're going to 
express our feelings and and no one showed up <laughs> um so there's literally zero people and i remember i took a picture of the room because no one was there and it was more for myself than anyone else but i i felt so strongly about this and it had affected my life in such a strong way that i kept doing those groups and i started getting a little bit of engagement i'd get you know sometimes one guy sometimes three sometimes five and your first event that you attended i think i counted we had 21 at one point and i remember texting a couple people that have kind of followed my journey and i was so excited like 21 was mind-blowing that we had that many men showing up for for this experience and it's just it's grown from there obviously well a couple of things so um first of all how were you introduced to sacred sons like what made what called out to you to even hold space of interest to explore that event in california you know i i'd seen several of their advertisements on instagram and i i have a few friends that kind of operate in that same space you can call it the the conscious community whatever it might be and uh it intrigued me but it scared me mm. and again in, in my life where i was at in life i had checked off a lot of boxes in my life up to that point in time and what i believe that society and culture had told me was hey you've you've arrived you have this solid job and you have kids in the house you know all these things um and you're supposed to be happy and fulfilled now um and in many many ways i was many ways i, I really felt uh, very blessed and, and very uh, content but there was there was something inside of me that i really couldn't describe that i couldn't put my finger on that was this level of anxiety this level of fear and panic and it was it was very much existential um, where I'm you know considering my existence on the planet, you know, not even just my role as a father or a business owner or whatever it might be, but just why am I here at all? Mm -hmm. And um, I had I had read and explored a lot of Ryan Holiday's works around stoicism, and that had really resonated with me. Uh, but there was again just still something missing. And really what it was was connection. It was connection to to a larger tribe, to a larger group of men that I believe calls to all of us when we're ready to to hear the calling. Well, I love that. And the the second question I wanted to get to is so that event that I attended, the first one, um, the theme of that one was divine and masculine. And we kind of went around and and defined it for ourselves, what it meant to us. And the one thing that stood out to me about the group was was the leadership that you embodied um, as far as when you get a bunch of men together in a room and you're inviting them to express emotions. And let's just be honest, men are what's the proper terminology stunted a lot of times when it comes to emotionality is expressive uh, in articulating what we think and feel and so I really appreciated how you showed up and how you kind of corralled <laughs> people um, to to the purpose of the meeting. And um, so I don't. What are your 
what was the standout for you of that meeting as you think about that divine masculine what things stand out to you in your memory you know oftentimes in life and i i see this in my own children as they're young um one of the things that i think we're looking for quite often is permission mm. Whether that's from our friends or our spouse or our neighbors or our church leaders or our boss or whatever it might be, uh, we've we've grown up being conditioned to need permission to, you know, again, you go back to the educational system, you need permission to go to the bathroom, right? You need permission for almost everything. And uh, as, as men, we've been very much conditioned to not express our emotions. And that is contrary to our natural state of being. So one of the things that I feel like I do well and that's important to the men's work is when I stand up and I'm willing to show vulnerability, when I can show up in an authentic way and I can talk about times where I am scared or I'm sad or I'm anxious, you know, even in that moment, it gives a subconscious mental and emotional permission for men to do the same. Mm. And sure enough, as soon as they have that permission, holy hell, there's a whole bunch of stuff that was down there that needs to come out that they want to share, that they're excited to express. They have just not given themselves permission to, to even consider that, you know? So it's really cool to see that when that light switch kind of turns on and they have permission to, take off the mask and really be themselves. Well, and you're a behemoth of a man. So let's just, <laughs> for those listeners, let's get uh, an idea of your size. Um, so how tall and how much do you weigh, if you don't mind sharing? I don't know. I'm, I, I used to be 6'7". I think I'm getting a little older and it's closer to 6'6 six, six now. And uh, when things are going well, I'm about 250. Right now I'm closer to about 275, um, which... You know, we, we can joke about it, but again, in our conditioning, as we size each other up and as we we look at other archetypes of masculinity, I'm a big, strong guy with a, a deep voice and a beard and all the things. So again, if I show up and I give myself permission and I start speaking about real life and real feelings and things that we all feel and we all experience, um there there is again kind of that implicit permission for for the other men to do the same one well, the other memory that you just sparked of that night we talked a lot about archetypes the carl Jung archetypes uh, and i love carl Jung. i think you embody his spirit a, a ton where you talk about the divine masculine and even giving permission um carl rogers is another one that's very similar to carl Jung where um, they talk about self-actualization that a lot of times people show up with a version of themselves that they think people would deem acceptable right they present only portions of themselves that they think people will accept but um, what carl rogers and carl young taught is you give people permission to show all of themselves and that's kind of what you're doing as well right yeah, I, I like to think so. Um, it's it's two pieces. One, we have to meet that in ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
there's a lot of things about me that I never knew, which I know sounds kind of funny, right? But as I've looked at myself and raised that level of self-awareness, whether that's through meditation or journaling or exercise or, you know, whatever it might be, there's a lot of modalities that I think help us become self-aware. Um, and then in that self-awareness, we now have a reference point of where we are so that we can go somewhere, right? Uh, it's kind of like looking at a map. If you don't know where you are, the map is virtually useless, right? Um, so as, as I talk about that and we do activities within this men's circle or in the different meetings that we have where men become more self-aware, oh, that's, that's why I do that. Or, Hey, me too. I may, maybe I have the same kind of thing that you have. Right. And from that point of self-awareness, then yeah, they're able to realize where they want to be. and as we talk about these different archetypes and, and, you know, where, where we want to go, um, that authenticity is a superpower, mm -hmm. right? When, when there's nothing left to hide, when there's nothing left that you feel like you're going to be judged for or shamed for or blamed for, or you just stop caring that you're going to be shamed or blamed or judged or whatever it might be, nothing can hurt you. Right. Because, as, as a society, we've been conditioned to want to be part of the pack, right? From an evolutionary standpoint, back in the day, you get kicked out of the tribe, that's almost certain death, right? So we have this desire to stay within the tribe. And from that place of, even when I'm aware of this is what I'm doing, I'm going to wear a mask and say that I'm not yeah. so that I can be accepted by the tribe. Well, we've created a new tribe where we've all got our things, we all have our weaknesses, we all have our, our problems. And you mean to tell me that even though I have these things and you can know about them, I'm not going to be kicked out? Exactly, right? And that's that's magical. I love that because part of my life lesson is I hid a lot of myself in fear of rejection, um, in fear of like you talk about being kicked out of the tribe and Sometimes what I've learned is maybe I needed to be kicked out of the tribe to to find more of myself. Um, and that's been really something amazing that I've witnessed as I share more of my authentic self, be it on Instagram or in real life. That's where I have true connection, because then people can actually see and witness me and they can relate because they've had similar experiences. Um, and so I love that, uh, what you're creating. It's beautiful. Why don't you tell us like what your vision is, um, like long-term? You had 73 people at the last one. Like, how do you see this continuing? What are your hopes for it? Right. Um, and that's, that's a great question. Um, this has grown quickly and already beyond what I'd initially anticipated it being, um, at, at least at the rate at which it's arrived there. So I definitely have this problem in front of me of we've got a lot of people showing up and what a wonderful problem to have, but what do we do about that, right? And so we've started to, from, from the men that are showing up consistently at these events and showing up in, in that authenticity 
I believe that we're identifying men that want to show up in, in leadership and not from a place of like, oh, there's money to be made because guess what? We don't charge anything, yeah. right? But from a from a place of this is necessary and this is healing and this is community and I want to be a part of it. So as these men are showing up and really revealing themselves, we're doing some different leadership trainings so that other men can do the same thing and they can learn how to create the space. They can learn how to invite men into these activities that raise self-awareness. They can learn how to, to challenge these men in accountability moving forward, right? As, as we set goals with each other and, you know, resolve to, to continue to grow. So where do I see it going? I have a, a personal coaching practice and I do a, a weekly zoom call, um, for, for men that want a little additional connection. And that's, I, I've never even brought it up to, to, you know, the, the men's circle, because it's so important for me that that place stay free of a sales pitch. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that we need that. We need one space where we're not being sold something. And so I expect this to continue to grow. I will continue to facilitate circles and the other brothers that are, that have been a part of that will continue to do that. And at some point we'll probably have to expand to where we bring more brothers in to facilitate and to grow. And, you know, the, the tribes will, will become more localized to, to regions and things like that. And then hopefully we can have big parties where we get a thousand of us together at any you know, given time and just, just be together in that place. That would be amazing. And um, I'm thinking of my um, patient population that I serve or the people that I serve, that I care to serve um, more than anyone. And that's the special needs parents population. Um, so the reason I'm bringing this up is I have been the one that has held our family back. I'm guilty of that. So I know there are other dads out there that are like me. Um, my wife really asked me for a long time to follow her intuition uh, as the mother. And for a long time, I did not listen. I was a doubter. And it wasn't until I tested her intuition that I was able to really see her power. Um, in her feminine, her divine feminine. So I guess the question would be, um, for those dads out there that are burdened, and it could be special needs dads, and, or, it, or they could just be normal dads, but they're feeling the weight of the world on their shoulders. Um, maybe it's an existential crisis, a faith crisis, their, their shelf has broken and they don't know the answers to some of life's most challenging questions. What are the things that you would say to them? Um, it's a wonderful question. I, I get goosebumps as, as you pose that to me. I, I would beg them to come join us. Hmm. Um, we, as men, again, typically, 
tend to convince ourselves that no one cares. And it's a narrative we tell ourselves, whether it's in the gym, like no one cares for Carter, right? Yeah. Or if it's at the office, like no one's going to notice me until I, you know, get here or do this thing or no one, no one cares. I've got to look out for number one. Um, in this circle, we, we hold each other up and support each other. So we then can go effectively hold up and support our families. Mm. Um, and again, as, as you go back and, and look at tribes or, or different groups over the history of time, this, these men's groups existed organically, sometimes around hunting, right? Or, or different responsibilities within the tribe. But you would get together in, in these groups and you're, you're surrounded by like-minded men. You're surrounded by men that are in similar situations. Now, whether you're a father or a husband or, or a son that's providing for your family that way, oftentimes we are called on to provide and to guide you know, our family and to protect. And as we get together here in these groups, that is when you're able to let the guard down. That is when you're able to be with men that you know care about you, that you're safe with them. And I, I know the narrative. Nobody cares. They, they don't care about me. They care about my money. They care about this. So again, I was hell-bent on this not being something that we charge for because I want to remove that excuse that, oh, they, they just care about my money, right? Yeah. No, we, we care about you. We care about you as a part of the tribe. And every, every event that we have, some man will step in and say, I've never trusted men, mm -hmm. right? They'll, they'll come in and say, I have these wounds around trusting men, or I have this trauma from trusting men. And within 30 minutes of being in our group, they feel that love. They feel that safety to where they can be vulnerable and authentic and real again. And it is, it is so cathartic and so healing and so medicinal just to be in that space yeah. that as, as you leave, you, you do, you feel reinvigorated and you have the, you have the, the wherewithal to go lead your family again and to support them, to, to show up and, and be the strength that they need you to be. Mm. Well, and we have listeners around the globe, so I'm thinking of them now, um, and I just want them to, I just want to invite them. If you have interest in coming to Utah and joining a, a Utah Men's Circle for a week, um, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. We have a spare bedroom in my house. Because this experience that I've had is exactly what Joe is saying, is um I, I was part of a faith that I left, that it, it never, I, I don't felt like, I, I didn't feel like it was supporting me any longer with what I was facing. So I was searching. I have been searching for a support system, and the Utah Men's Circle has been that for me, so that I can be more complete, that I have more to give. And on uh, purelivingfamily.com, we sit, we state, we give you permission to take better care of yourself so you can take better care of those special care, those special souls that you care for. So from my own personal experience, um, Utah Men's Circle, Joe, uh, Taylor, Tony, uh, that help run these events are pure and they're loving. And 
I've spent time with every single one of them and they're not worried. Obviously got to pay the bills, but they're not doing this for the money, right? They're not charging you. They're there to serve people. So anyway, that's, um, I know we like to keep this about 30 minutes. So we have about five minutes left. Um, why don't you tell us like what you want the world to know and, and kind of what, uh, where people can find you. Yeah. Um, you know, what I want the world to know is it's time to evolve. Mm. You know, I, I believe that we are evolving, that we're continuing to evolve. Uh, I work specifically with, with men. Uh, I do this because of the experience that I've had in, in men working with me and, and meeting me and showing up for me. Um, It's so hard to quantify the the effect that this has had in my life, the way that I show up in every facet of my life, from finding men to connect with. Uh, you know, whether you're in Utah or anywhere else, the the key piece here is to create a safe space for authenticity to happen, for vulnerability to happen. And if you can find that with a group of men, beautiful, you'll, you'll start to see magic happen. If you can create that within your own home, beautiful, you'll start to see magic happen. If you can create that with your partner, beautiful, you'll start to see magic happen. Creating a safe space where authenticity can happen, devoid of judgment, devoid of blame or shame, uh, creates this, this magical space. Uh, the, the last thing that I, I really speak a lot about is the idea of internal cause, external effect, meaning I, I create the reality that I experience day to day. I believe the world in general right now wakes up and says, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to me? How am I going to be acted upon by this world outside of myself, right? And so we spend a lot of time trying to control what everyone else is doing, trying to change what everyone else is doing so that we can feel a certain way. And that is not a sustainable way to live life. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. But as you, as you start to take accountability for your life, for the things that you're creating, uh, you naturally change the circumstances around you and you create community, you create beautiful things. Uh, in, in the circle, we, we talk about owning our crap, owning our, our mistakes, owning our past, owning our poor choices, so that we can own our greatness. Mm. And one is necessary for the other, because we have to own all of it. You can't take credit for the successful business, but then blame the failed business on the poor economy, right? Like, we have to take accountability for everything in our lives. And as we do that, our ability to change our lives and change the world grows exponentially. Beautiful. And how do people find you? Uh, is it best through Instagram or how do people uh, reach you? So you can, you can find me on Instagram. It's just, it's Joe Spearden. Um, and then also Joe Uh, if you wanted to know more about me, again, I do, I do personal coaching and then I have a, a group coaching, uh, you know, weekly group coaching as well. Um, as I, like you said, want to continue to pay the bills and, and be able to support my, myself and my family. 
Perfect. Well, um, we're just about running out of time and I appreciate you jumping in on this call. I'll leave your links to your Instagram and your, um, and your website in the show notes, but Joe is got a heart of gold, very pure. Uh, and I've, I've been very grateful to interact with you and every time we have, so I'm looking forward to more work to do together. Um, any last comments before we end the call? No, this, this is exactly what I'm about. I, I very much agree. I love what you're doing. I, I love seeing you in the community, you and your wife and your beautiful family. And there's, there's commonality and there's parallels in the things that we're pursuing. So I love being teamed together with other good and pure people that want to change the world and, and really go out and bless lives. So thank you for being you, Sean. Oh, thank you for being you and uh, thanks for being my friend and thanks for joining us. My pleasure, brother. Hi, this is the Pure Love Reading Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela.